He said, when you take Tren, it's like, once you're on it, you're the main character. What's going on, everybody? This is Dusty Hanshaw. As you can see, I'm not Ron Partlow. I'm definitely not Ron Partlow. But this is Scott McDally. He dodged you guys, but we we held it down because this is episode 150 of It's Just Bodybuilding. We have questions from the YouTube, questions from my Instagram, and of course, there's a few things we have to do on each episode in the very beginning. What do we ask for, Scott? Like, share, subscribe. You know, I don't even know if they'll if they really because we say it so repetitively like that. But seriously, if you guys do, uh, you know, hit all that stuff, like, share, subscribe, ring the bell, all that. Oh, I said your part. Sorry about that. But you that. didn't say, but you left out comment and comment is where you put your questions in yep. to get on a show just like this one today. And all that stuff helps to boost us in the algorithm. You're doing good things for good people, well, semi-good people, at least for Scott and Ron. <laughs> and here we go. What what do we got now here? I, I know you said you had quite a few lined up. I pulled, uh, yeah, I pulled a bunch together from the last episodes. All you guys are killing it, by the way. We're getting a ton of comments lately. Um, where Ron told us, last episode or a couple episodes ago now he wasn't going to be with us but remind me uh what is he doing right now ron is on the island moving his dad out of his old place into a new place and uh he's actually driving he's on the ferry right now coming back and he he was so concerned he wanted to be on this episode he He was like we'll move it back we can do it earlier we can do it later but i had already he had forgot to mention it to us and I had already planned the rest of my day, and you are actually heading out of town, I believe, first thing tomorrow. So in order to get this done, edited, and ready to rock, you kind of had to do normal time. Yeah. Plus, I think it's time. Ron, you should have a day off. I mean, I took a month nap. I've taken a few breaks. <laughs> He's missed nothing. So yes, I think he true. deserves a day. I, I agree. think he deserves a day. I agree. Dude, I'm excited for my trip. Maybe I'll tell you about it later. Uh, but yeah, it'll be my first time going to England. I'll tell you that much. Tell me about it now. Tell us about it I, now. I think the people want the questions, though. They want the questions. Make them, you got to make them wait for what they want. Okay. So Guys, we do have timestamps. I always tell people yes. that we have timestamps below <laughs> if you want to skip me telling you about. But I got invited out to, uh, it's called Fit Expo. It's going to be in Liverpool this Sunday. So, dude, when this comes out, I will already be in England. Put it that way. And this is your first time over there, or yeah. is this your first time over there ever? ever i've been to south america central america um like all over the caribbean but i have Mm -hmm. never been to like england europe anywhere over there so yeah i'm excited man and the cool thing is is that like bodybuilding's taking me there so i wanted to go over there that was like a it was on the bucket list to do in the next couple years and Mm -hmm. uh now it's happening so i'm excited man it's gonna be i think what's what's funny is obviously there are more north american uh well-known pros that are on the circuit thing just pure numbers yeah but when i think of bodybuilding and i think of hardcore bodybuilding i think of the uk yeah yeah i I really do and not because of dorian like obviously because of him but you're gonna find out when you're there training especially if you hit some real gyms yeah like it's just a different breed and, and i wish more of that would rub off here i agree because Dude, bodybuilders from over there, like, you're like eat sand. Like, okay, how much? Yeah, two hundred grand. Okay, no blinking. You go to. I've I've been to. I actually have done. I guest posted a show, and I've done a few appearances at shows over there. Local level shows. Dudes are peeled out of their heads. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, it's just another thing. So you're gonna love it. You're, my favorite trips of the year every year are to England. And I wasn't going to be able to go this year because of my anti-getting-stabbed situation. Unless I'm stabbing yeah. myself with things I choose, I'm not getting stabbed. <laughs> uh, but the rules have changed. So I will actually be going over there in September as well. So Nice, nice. Looking forward to it. Uh, I'm glad. You're, you're going to love it. And uh, don't pull a Ron and Dusty. Take some pictures. Oh, tons. Of, I'm doing like a whole vlog for the channel. So there's that. Nice. Yeah. Good. All right. Now we can do the question. All right. All right. We had this one from uh, Morgan Mack. He says, um, question for the next show. What's your guys's personal opinion on facial hair while competing? Uh, so I actually talked to Steve Weinberger about this. Um ah. Back, remember the year that Jose rocked a beard at the Olympia? I do now that you mention it. Yeah, yeah. So we were standing there, and he just said to him, "He's like, I keep the beard, 
And his thing was, as long as it's kept, you're yeah. fine. Uh, okay. I think the only time I personally would say you got to be a little cautious. And I'm not even as saying you're a woman. because it's part of you. Got to be careful saying woman, though. Oh. Because you can't anymore. Can't no. say woman, can't say man, can't say it. I don't, I'm fucking the rules are a mess. <laughs> yeah. oh. We just got so demonetized, but it was my fault. I started it. That's okay. That's okay because we needed to. But no, uh, the only thing I would say is I, you don't want any facial hair to be distracting. It's the same thing with your hair. So don't be the guy that decides it would be a fun idea to put a fucking lightning bolt down your long beard or something stupid. Yeah. But if you're clean, kept, and, and you know, whatever, or if you've got a giant beard, I would maybe even consider just pulling it in. I've seen guys actually – you're not going to cut off a four-year beard because you're competing. Right. But you can do something to uh, – at least keep it looking clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really it. What do you think? I think, you know what? I agree with all of that. And I would say maybe it even depends on what level you're at. You know, if you're a state level guy and you're just trying to win like your first novice show, then, you know, yeah, you might want to take some of this into consideration and be like, yeah, maybe if I have this, you know, one foot and a half beard or whatever, it may interfere. But do I want to change that just for this show? Because you might be able to still win with it. You know, if you're like, if you're the best bodybuilder on stage and this is like just a local show, I think you could have whatever beard you want. If you're like, if you have the muscle and you're peeled, you're going to, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So if you're at a national level show and you're trying to turn pro, maybe it's a little bit of a different story. That would be my thought. Yeah, agreed, agreed. You always want to think about anything that could possibly cost you as you get better. For me, it was genetics. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else do we have here? Um, Oh, I liked this one. And this is something I would have loved to have heard Ron talk about because I know he had to struggle sometimes. But we will hear Dusty still. Uh, Says a question for the next show. On the previous show, there was a question about getting shredded glutes and Dusty mentioned that John Meadows ate water to get into insane conditioning. <laughs> I don't remember you saying that, but I could picture you saying that. Yeah, uh, sounds about right. Can he elaborate a bit on that story? Um, he means very low calories for a certain period of time or indeed no calories at all and just drink water. <laughs> no, so uh, I can't. It was... I don't remember what year it was, but I think it was when he did the Arnold. Remember? Um, Yeah. Yes. He he literally was so peeled, and we're talking like four weeks out. um, And he continued because he knew. There's one thing I always loved about John is he knew what he looked like. Hmm. He knew what he had to bring to the table to even stand a chance. Um, So he literally was eating egg whites. Uh, with some sugar-free ketchup, and I, I want to like one other thing um, for every meal. L- like, so there were no fat, there was no actual like carbohydrates. There was a little green stuff like that yeah. for like weeks to get in shape. And the reason I brought that up in that episode was because everyone has this kick that you have to do something. You, you'll, you'll emaciate to nothing if you go extremely low calorie or the big thing is, is you're going to screw up your metabolism mm, yeah. because you bury your calories for a while. The body is far more resilient than people understand. So you, you can bury it. Now, the thing uh, that's left out in that story is John didn't start the prep there. You know, he worked his way down, did his cardio, did everything, and realized to get to that level he wanted to, he just kept pushing the envelope and seeing he could, and he wasn't losing size. That's the magic is you have to walk that line and make sure you're eyeing yourself because on the flip, even though I just said it's hard to catalyze muscle, I've done it. Hmm. 2011, when I was getting ready for nationals, I told Aceto before we started, I just want to be the most shredded guy there. That was yeah. my concern. That's what I wanted. And so we blindly were grinding for conditioning. Um, and I can remember, I'm, I'm going to finish the story. I was peeled. Okay. I mean, fucking peeled. I looked way down in size. My legs were down. I didn't even realize it until I saw the pictures. Huh. I mean, I was emaciated, but I was shredded. But I remember it's actually how I met Jose Raymond is – I get done, I come off stage, I got second call out, which was very disappointing following. I mean, I was coming to that show hoping to win. Yeah. Um, 
and putting that much into it. And I hear from a distance this guy yell, you were fucking shredded, Dusty <laughs> Angel. And it was Jose Raymond. It was before <laughs> I knew him or anything like that. He's like, I don't give a shit what you place. You were the most peeled guy on that stage. I can picture I'm not this. talking about as it. a super heavyweight. The whole fucking show, like he was just going off. Yeah. Um, but it hit me the next day that at one point during the prep, the on a lap pull down, I'm always the second highest rung for the uh, for the uh, knee pad. Yeah, and I had to bring it down one. Mm, yeah, and it never it didn't click in my brain that I didn't get shorter. Yeah, <laughs> and my bone structure didn't change. So the only thing that would make that come down is if I'd gotten smaller. And then I actually looked at some pictures side by side from five weeks out and like three days out right before I left. Yeah, and the. I'm making up numbers because I hate when people do this, but just to give you an idea, if I got 1% harder, I got 9% loss of size. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it wasn't a good trade, but that's the key is John was watching both as he was coming down. Hmm. We had a one-track mind of just getting peeled. And the funny thing is, is um, I do not regret any of it. And the reason is this, and, and I know people would hate me for saying this, I think my five weeks out would have won that show. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you probably looked freaking awesome a, then. You and know? the reason that would have been a problem is no one would know my name hmm. because I would have won that show after one good year of people knowing I was coming to a show. I would have then been a terrible pro yeah. and disappeared. Instead, I got four years of yeah. being a guy that was in the hunt and people knew it was coming. You know, and I think that's an area that I've kind of derailed on, but that people miss is. There is great things for your career, and I say career not just on a stage, but as creating a name for chasing that pro card and being in the mix. Yeah. Because if I'd have won that show and then went and done a pro show the following year, I'd have gotten dusted. And the following year, probably got dusted. I was kind of at the end of my genetic ability just turning pro. Hmm. I got three years of people knowing who I was and following along and seeing me chase the pro card because of that. But hmm. that's a little derail from the question, but just something I think people should think about because I have noticed a lot right now, for example, like junior nationals just took place and there were uh, three heavyweights or no, three light heavyweights and one heavyweight. That's it, huh? Because they're not giving out pro cards and no one wants to do a show if there's not a pro card anymore. That's a shame. It's a, it didn't state. used to be that way. You know, I, I guess it's rubbed off on everybody, but it used to be, you know, we would do the junior shows to, to, to get the experience and get in front of the judges that we would be judged at when we go to that next level. You know, I, I and I liked that. But then it, I guess we did that out of a level of respect for the sport is the way I feel, mm -hmm. you know. But I also like to point out um, now that I've completely derailed from the question. Completely. Um, totally. <laughs> that that. Why don't you look at who's won that show and tell me it's not worth doing? Yeah. Some nobody named Phil Heath won it one year. Another nobody named uh, Evan Setsapani. Oh, some some guy, I don't know, maybe you heard of him, Kevin Leroney? Yeah. Won that show. But hey, don't worry about it. Brett, Brett, Brett Wilkin won that show, but he was in classic, so never yeah. mind. He, but again, he, I mean, but there were yeah. intros. And I also, I will tell you this, and I, I believe this to my soul. I did junior nationals and it gave me a name Yeah, and I went to the USA's and they were looking for me. Okay. Yeah. Because there were, I want to say 13, maybe 16 guys in the super heavyweights at the USA's that year. And to give an idea, and I know we've talked about this before, the top 10 are all pros now. Um, so it was deep. I think had I not been introduced I might not have been noticed quite as quickly hmm. and might have fallen down a placing or two because, oh, there's a new guy with a mohawk who looks pretty good. Who's that? Versus, oh, that's the guy who won junior national six weeks ago. Yeah, I could see that. You know, so I do think that that's important. Um, I'd like to see more people start to doing those junior shows because I thought it was sad. I like to think of that, like, there were three call outs when I did junior nationals as super. Yeah. You know, it's wild to think that there was no one there to beat, yeah. you know, <laughs> but anywho. So, yeah, to answer the question, the, the point was just you can go extremely low calories if need be and your metabolism will be fine. 
All right. I'm going to move on to the next one here. Kevin, he says, uh, do you guys have any tips for keeping perfect form at a rep tempo when approaching failure? Is failure when the muscle can no longer move the weight by any means, or is failure simply when you cannot perform another perfect rep? It's a good question. It's a great question. Um, This one, for me, you're going to have a couple of reps that aren't flawless. Um, I mean, hell, none of mine are. But but even if you're a strict form person, I think you're leaving growth on the table if you won't give yourself a little momentum or a little inertia or a little something additional to move the weight one or two more times. Yeah. The key here is don't get sloppy to the point that you're not even hitting the right muscle. And the biggest one is don't put your body in danger. If your bar, your back starts rolling, for example, on a deadlift or a bent row, you're done. It doesn't matter how you pick it up. It's dangerous. Um, But stopping the moment they're not perfect you're well before failure, in my opinion. What do you think? I would agree completely. It, and it's a balance. It's hard to, it's hard, I think, to explain that. It would be way easier to see it if you were training mm-hmm. with Kevin, you know, and, and he were to actually, and you were to tell him like, hey, get one more or, okay, cut it there. You know, you don't want to mm-hmm. get yourself into a position where you're using everything in your body to move the weight, you know. It, I, yeah. I would say this. I'll, I'll uh, using uh, using some momentum or some body English uh, is going to be beneficial if you can still hit that target muscle hard. You know, if you feel sure. like, oh, it's all in my traps now or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you, you, you pass that line. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Yeah. Like I said, we got a bunch of them. We had a bunch of just good comments overall, too. Um, all right. Gabs has one for us. She says, uh, oh, what's the we're talking about uh, lifting straps and wrist straps. She says, what's the, the best brand type of lifting straps? Um, I ask because I hate the normal ones that uh, you have to mess around trying to wrap them around the bar. Uh, once you've got the first one locked, etc. cetera, uh, I've seen the type Dusty wears in his videos look like they're a lot easier to use. Are they VersaGrips? Do you use VersaGrips? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And I and here's the thing, because I have a lot of people ask. I was always a strap guy, um, just the basic, you know, canvas strap. Yeah. Uh, and I broke a couple pair yeah. lift while training. And I just decided I was I was Mister like I'm never going to Versa Grips. I was like, all right, let me just see what these things are all about. And I tried them once, and they were a little weird the first day or so. Yeah. And now I haven't owned a set of straps since I bought my first set of Versa Grips. No kidding. I, okay. I love them. Um, but that being said, I think that you have to try them and see for yourself. I think a lot of people that are old school as well would try the verses and be like, nah. I need to feel that in my hand. You know, I just, for me, it was, it came down to, I was breaking them um, because they, they would like break almost out of nowhere. Like I, I owned my huh. stores and I sold them. Uh, I sold the regular straps. So I was never like letting them go too long and they broke. Yeah. They must have frayed just enough and they would just snap. And it's huh. like, okay, this is an injury waiting to happen. Let me try these other things. I was also going to look into those, um, like some leather straps as well, if need be, because I know those would at least just stretch. But the verses I love, and for people who aren't good with straps, like you said, wrapping them around, you you can't fuck them up. I mean, you give them a yeah. quick bend before you even go up to the bar so that they're leaning into your hand already. Yeah. Put your hand up there and you're good to go. What do you use? I use leather straps. I, there you I, go. I moved to the leather ones. I can't remember maybe four years ago, and I love them. Yeah, I think I think the whole strap thing—it's something you got to get used to to begin with. Like nobody ever walked in the gym and they could use a lifting strap like perfectly the first day. You know, right. I, I'd say it takes like three months of consistently trying before you get the the groove of it. You know, so mm-hmm. there's that. I do feel like the. Versa strap, versa grips are a little bit easier. Like that learning curve is a little bit less because yeah. you just have it's it's just less. It's less to wrap. But I think once you get good with straps, they can really work well for you. But yeah, if you're dusty and you're lifting a ton of weight and you're snapping them, then maybe do something else. Yeah, uh, those leather ones are awesome, though. That's what I guess it's funny you said that because that's what I was going to switch to because. 
they'll last forever. They do. Those things must last you forever. I'm on my second pair now, and it's because I lost the first pair. And they've, yeah, so they've lasted with heavy weight. And you know what I like about them more than the canvas is because they have that stretch, when you crank them down, you can get a really nice, there's extra stretch. So you get it, you know, you get it wrapped all the way, and then you can crank it a little further with the yeah, stretch. Yeah, push the bar. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they're when you're sweating and they get kind of damp, then they work even better, you know? <laughs> yeah, instead of, being, instead of that being a disadvantage, it's an advantage. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, the second question. Uh, I don't know if I got his first one, though. Ah, sorry, Mr. Scotty T21. Um, can people who leave the volume... Uh, the number level. Oh, this is this is in reference to Ron. I think uh, talking about turning the TV down. Can people who leave the volume number level of the TV radio music can they be trusted? This is a Ron question. I think that's a great question, though. Ron would have like a big philosophical, you know. Yeah, there would be a reason. All figured like, out. Yeah, it's almost like it's something he's pondered for six years, and he was just waiting for someone to ask him this question. Let me ask I feel you that this. way when Ron asked that. <laughs> what would what would Ron say? What would how would Ron answer this question? You know what? Let me let me let me just I'm, I'm going to try something real quick. You're going to call him? Yes. Call him. Yes. <laughs> we we need to phone in on this to answer this question. I got to call a friend. Let me see if he'll answer. This could be fun. All right. Let me see. There's Ron. He's going to think something's wrong. Like, oh shit, something went really bad with Especially the Especially me calling cuz cuz you don't call. See if he answers. There it goes. Let him know. Be sure to let him know we're on the show here. Yeah. Before you swear. Yeah. What's going on, dude? Hey, uh, so here's the thing. We're on the show that you're not on because you didn't want to be here. You had better things to do. And uh, there's a question that I think is for you. So we, we need to ask you what you would do. So you're going to you're gonna be on the show even though you're not on the show. Okay. All right. So. All right, so this is the question is being greedy. Well, this part doesn't matter because we didn't answer his first question. Here's the question Can people who leave the volume number slash level on the TV, music, radio, etc., be trusted? And that was written for you, I think, based on you adjusting the volume and things uh, on the previous show. What are your thoughts? So, so, so they're, they're saying. Saying who can be trusted? I need to clarify. Can a person be trusted if they leave the volume number, the level on TV, music, radio, etc.? Can they be trusted if they do that? If they leave it? Like, what do you mean leave it? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't either. Now that now that we're talking about it more, like I don't get the question. As we're as we're in, so I I guess I'm going to change this question. Yeah. If they're adjusting the the music and the, uh, the the volume on your music, TV, et cetera, when they want to talk, can you still trust them as people? Oh, I see. Very clear now. <laughs> see, I trust myself with the volume. Yeah. And I trust that I have a better grasp of what volume should be than almost <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> So I should decide the volume of the music and the TV that's playing. I think that I'm I'm very comfortable taking charge of that. And um, I don't think other people can be trusted with that. Yeah. And if they're going to turn down my entertainment to talk, there's going to be a, a fundamental problem with friendship. <laughs> this friendship is over. Why? You were adjusting the volume on my television and or radio. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. There's some real foundational issues with the relationship at that point, Dusty. I, I follow. And, and this is why we had to call you at the airport trying to come home, because I knew Absolutely. only you could answer this. Uh, it's one of the major points of finding a life partner. There has to be a certain barrier to their, their willingness to think they can take over the volume. <laughs> well, and I'm glad that you're working on that with Emily a little more every week. It's a slow process. We've really, we've really come a long ways. Our relationship isn't perfect. She occasionally <laughs> thinks that there's something she needs to tell me that um, is more that important. Requires the volume yeah. to be turned down on a particular song, but she's getting better at deciding when to strike. You know, like the moment has to be strategically 
planned a little better. She's she's improving a lot. That's great. I mean, she's not turning that shit down during 1979. That's good. No, no, she's aware. She's more aware of the list. The list is more more aware of the list. How important is this song to Lawless? All right. Well, uh, we missed you on the show. And uh, we're having Drea back on as well because she was phenomenal. I'm exceptionally upset that I missed Drea on the show. And uh, I can't wait to have her back on. Awesome, man. Safe trip. There you go. See ya. Okay, thanks. It's good. Right, we did it. That was the answer we needed. You know, we yeah, could have done I that one. I was one. having trouble following the question, and I was he too. Figured it out, and then, and even if he didn't figure it out, I was happy with what he thought he figured out. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry says, um, "Why is this show so long? Gone are the days when there were forty-minute episodes." <laughs> His name is Butt Munch Jerry for the first thing. All right, I want to point that out. You, you might have missed. Part of his name. I didn't want to say the first part. I just didn't. I just muted that part. Oh, hey, this month you have to mention it. Um, that, that, that was in reference to he was joking. There was somebody else who was saying yeah. that our shows were too short. So, yeah. yeah, that was that was actually flawless because I remember that last week and I'm like, wait, wait. Oh. Yeah, you can't please everyone, Scott. Um, oh, and this was just another fun comment. Uh, Rick James supposedly had two dumpsters of Coke go through his nose. That's, that's a lot of cocaine. It is. It makes me wonder how much money that is. A lot. Yeah. Figure like if that's, that much is, you know, 20 or whatever, 50,000. Do you have any weird like things like that? Like that is me everywhere we go. Like I go somewhere. Yeah. And I'll be like in a restaurant. And I'm like, I wonder how much the lease is on this place. Do you think oh, they own yeah. it? Yeah. And I start breaking things down, trying to figure out how they're making money. Because yeah. there's certain things that I find really weird. We we went um, last week to get Froyo. Yes, I'm a big oh, fan. Yeah. There was a toy store next door, like a no-name toy store. And I'm like, huh. is this, I mean, most likely money laundering. Obviously. Yeah, it's got to be a front. But, That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I immediately, like, we had this conversation while eating our Froyo, which was $87. Yeah. And um, you know how they were making was, their money at the frozen yeah, yogurt place. My dumbass. You know what? You know, the first time I went to a, a Froyo place, um, I don't know why I do this, but we walk in real quick and I just took my wallet and I grabbed a 20 and I walked in to get myself and I, the girl I was with a Froyo. Yeah. I had to walk back to the car because a 20 didn't cover it. Holy. Yeah. I was like, I need to open a fucking Froyo place. It's like me everywhere buying this shit. Yeah. And obviously all these years later, I'm still buying it. So yeah, it's amazing stuff. So there is that. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. That's those type of little details you have where you're like, I wonder what this is. Anyways, we had another suggestion for the show here. Bryce, he says, is there any chance of finding a bodybuilder who is or was a chef I'd love to listen to 90 minutes of Dusty swapping recipes with him. I would love to have a chef bodybuilder on. Um, I think anyone who's actually followed me that is a chef or even a good cook yeah, gags at the thought of me being any form of either thing. I, I think what some people miss, or maybe they do catch, is when I do the cooking with Dusty videos, Yeah, the point is I hate when people say, I don't know how to cook. It's not that fucking hard. Okay. Like, yeah. You find a coupling like you I literally season with like five things. Okay. That I know I like. And I can put them on pretty much anything and they work. <laughs> you know, so it's 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 funny to me because and people will eat my food that are, you know, obviously other bodybuilders, but they'll be like, This is great. Yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You just kind of throw some on, taste it. You're like, oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that fucking complicated. I would love to actually be good at cooking. Yeah. Because I think you can kind of get that crossover where you can. That's where most people f- have an issue, Scott. I have people tell me all the time, um, I'm bored of what I'm eating. I'm like, we'll make the chicken a different way. Yeah. Like, and yeah. they're like, I don't know how. I'm like, do, do you have internet access? You know, the same thing you used to email me. Google it, bitch. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I do that all the time. It's like, we'll find a recipe or something that's good in town. And I'm like, let's see if we can make that at home. 
Okay. And like Google it and just see. And usually I end up going back to eat there 700 times anyways, but I enjoy the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think, yeah, just being creative, we, we don't, we're not creative with our food because we're just thinking like, I have to eat this six times. I'm just going to cook a bunch of chicken as easy as I possibly can. And then I'm going to complain about it, but you know what, whatever. And we don't think about it, but yeah, I think if you stop and you know, women are better like female athletes, female bodybuilders, you know, pe- people in the fitness industry, they're better at cooking, I think, in general than men are because they actually oh, take sure. time. And they're like, oh, yeah, I have this fresh thyme that I put in here. And it's like, what? You know, yeah, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know thyme you case. I used to put that. Never mind. That's, <laughs> do you remember that back no, in the day? The, oh, dude, that was like a cream you'd put on your abs and then you'd put um, you'd take like a saran wrap and wrap it around you oh yeah and that was supposed to the dumb shit i used to do all that shit before i realized if you just died really fucking hard you get shredded yeah they used to do like the uh preparation h too yeah same thing this was like preparation h but somebody was smart enough to make a little company to make some side money selling it to dumb bodybuilders okay i bet he got rich too fun fact i'm sure he made some money for a little window before everybody woke up yeah all right. What else do we have here? Oh, Questions Jesus. for the next show. Um, how about starting a 12-week cycle with a two-week mini cut? Scenario. Uh, planned 12 weeks. Test E. 250 milligrams or 20, 20 milligrams of Anavar on training days. So I guess the 250 is once a week. Anavar is on training days only. First cycle sitting pretty uh, currently at sitting currently at uh, 85 kilograms 18 percent body fat 59 uh, no plans on competing ever in life just want to have uh, and look and feel buff but not fat uh, for me as natty 15 percent my abs pop below um, that he says below that though he f- wait feels like shit I got it I don't understand that though. For me, as Natty, fifteen percent, my abs pop below. Oh, so if he gets lower than that, he feels yeah. bad. Um, I'm thinking of starting the cycle with a two-week mini cut, utilizing Yohimbine and Clen. Uh, training intensity would remain the same, and then would ramp up the calories in the him quit the Yohimbine and Clen in the third week. Okay, and he's also saying Ooh. he wants to bring up his chest. So he's doing, there's a lot of yeah, lot going noise on. in this. Um, yes, I agree. I don't, so here's the thing. If you're at 18% body fat, you're too fucking fat to be trying to grow as far as with food. So my first thing would be come down in body fat. Two weeks, basically what he just said is he wants to do a two-week mini cut to come down, which isn't enough time to do anything, and then go back up for 10 weeks if I'm reading it right. Yep. to grow the problem is your body fat's too high and the drugs don't matter um I, I love that your dose was low that makes me happy because everyone wants these crazy doses on their first cycle that's plenty of drugs for the dose the anavar and the that's fine hell you could do the test alone and that'd be fine but i think you got too much thought into it i would either lean down now without yeah. the drugs or Start leaning down with them because by default, you will put on some muscle mass just because you're running your first cycle. Um, I think we talked about this before. Um, my first cycle, I think I put on like 15 pounds taking an amp of Primo a week. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I mean, it was just nuts how well it worked. But if it were me. For you. I mean, I can see that for you. Were, if it were me, I would diet down first. And I would get down to 12%. I think it's in his head also that anything below 15%, he feels like shit. There's no reason for that. Your body doesn't need that much body fat to feel okay. So your diet is somehow the problem in how you're feeling for sure. Or your brain. I think a lot of people, and Scott, you work with a lot of guys too, they get this thing in their head that they're getting weaker or they don't feel good. And it's always way too early. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, that's just your brain. You're not even tired. And you're surely fat enough to feel fine. And your calories are barely, you know, below maintenance. So we're good. Um, but yeah, I, I would just take a completely different approach if I was him. I'd lose some body fat, then look at the cycle, then come up. But again, even when you flip to gaining, just above maintenance. 18% yeah. for a guy who wants to look good and feel good, 
bluntly, it's just too heavy. What do you think? Totally agree. And two weeks isn't going to do anything. It's going to be enough to lose some water. So if you, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you're going to diet real hard. Of course, you're taking cleanse. So you're probably going to lose some water weight with that. The scale is going to go down. But I guarantee you this. If you crank that diet for two weeks and you drop 10 pounds, I guarantee you that you lost zero pounds of fat so far. Like you've sure. just gotten yourself depleted and now you're in a position where you can start to lose the fat. You know, that's really all you've done. And now you're going to start adding the food back in. So really you're just going to start from a drier position, but then two weeks later you're going to be eating up again. And, and it's like, really you're going to get no advantages out of two weeks. I agree. He's, he should go on a longer diet than a mini cut and that that mm-hmm. should be the focus and you know what? He could probably, if he's doing this all naturally so far, he could probably diet down naturally. Get down to 10%, 12, you know, get down mm. to 10% and then start your cycle. You'll learn a lot about your body in that time. And then that gear is going to do so much more for you. You're going to be in a lot more sensitive position. And I bet you that if he feels like crap under 15%, that he's dieting too hard. That oh yeah, it's a longer process. You can't do everything in, you know, in, in two weeks. So it's, this isn't like a race. You just need yeah. to systematically get leaner, you know, to get, drop all that water weight at first and then just shoot for two pounds a week. Yeah. Which is a ton. Yeah. I think I got a couple more here. Um, all right. This is a uh, dusty. I'm an OG fan, my man. I was just watching some of your old cooking, more of the cooking videos. I'm telling you, you got to bring them back. Which I love. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but I get, comf- I get comfort from watching them. Anyways, I was wondering, do you still use as much Splenda uh, as you did back in the prep days? Were you using a lot of Splenda back then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like what I are we think talking about? Was- uh, if I was making like my green, like I used to make caramelized green beans, I'd put like eight in each serving. That's all. Yeah. It's a good amount of Splenda. <laughs> and then, uh, I would drink four. So I'd do, I'd do two coffees from Starbucks a day, which was just four shots of espresso. Yeah. I put four Splenda and two sweet and low in each one of those. Okay. Yeah. That's a so, lot. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd buy a thousand at a time from Costco. Um, <laughs> And go through them. I do not use as much anymore, but it's because I don't cook the same way anymore. Hmm. Um, number one, I don't eat as much, but also I, my obsession again, when I was competing, it was, I was like the anti bodybuilder. I never understood why you would want to make your food taste like shit. Like it was hardcore. I got yeah. peeled out of my mind. I always made my food taste good. It was, it mattered to me. Like I needed, when I was dieting, I put more effort into my food than the off season. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to go without flavor for 20 weeks because I used to like long preps. Um, so I would just make my food taste good. I don't use as much Splenda, but just because I don't eat the same way anymore. And I have found actually a company that makes two of my meals a day. Oh. Um, they're awesome, by the way. I got I to gotta show them to you. They're, it's called SC Fuel Meals. Okay. But it's not, it's not like, like you wouldn't get ready for a show on them unless you're a macro person because okay. there are, it's not like, chicken rice broccoli you know what hmm. i mean like after training today i had beef enchiladas Ooh, it had 39 grams of protein and the cool thing about them which i will tell you i tested them because i'm a psychopath they they weigh all of their food after it's cooked okay yeah and they had a, they have a meal that's shrimp and rice and whatever i weighed everything separately okay i was impressed i was like all right Okay, because I'm that guy. I was like, do you really, though? Do you really? So a lot of the meals, I couldn't do that, but that one I could. But I use those because, truthfully, I I eat out way more than any human should, and I spend a ton of money eating out. It's expensive Uh, to eat out, isn't it? Yeah, so by having these, I just did the math on, like, an average person. So I would be doing about 20 bucks a day in these meals, which is obviously a lot. Yeah. But – I when I eat out, it's closer to thirty five a day. Okay, yeah. So it's sub- just in those two meals. So it's substantial to to flip those out. But to answer the question wholeheartedly, if I'm cooking and if I was still eating the way I used to, yes, I love Splenda. Stuff is amazing. You ever try stevia? Yes, that stuff is not amazing. Tastes okay, like shit. 
So that's what I thought too. Levels of stevia. I know that. Dante sent me some other ones. The only thing he sold me on, and you're gonna have to help me remember. Not dragon fruit. What the fuck? Something fruit that uh, that was a sweetener that's really expensive. I don't know. Anyhow, someone that's watching this is going to comment below. Comment below and tell us what it was. But it's some some sort of a something fruit that was actually very comparable. Huh. And I used to do a lot of uh, unsweetened tea and throw sweetener in it. Yeah. And Dante got me on that. And that actually works. True Nutrition has it. It's called something fruit. I've helped absolutely no one until this person right here tells us what it is below. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. Here's my take on Stevia. I didn't like it at no. all. Like initially... I didn't mm-hmm. like it, and Victoria uses it because it's natural. It's from a plant versus Splenda, which, you know, at the end of the day, it's probably fine, too, is the way I've looked at it. but It's trend, uh, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but I got used to it, and now I can do Stevia. It's kind of like when – do you remember when Diet Soda first came out? It was like, oh, this yeah. tastes weird. But then mm-hmm. you get used to it, and it's like, you know, I'd rather drink a Diet Coke than a regular – I drink Coke Zero normally, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think, think, can I hear it? Oh, I yeah, I, I muted you for a second yeah. to uh, yell at the dog. I thought I lost you there. <laughs> um, I think there's that. So I moved to Stevia, but yeah, I got one more here. All right. Um, oh, this is a fun one. Taylor asks us, you guys have any juicy, interesting, or funny trend stories? Uh, uncontrolled libido, going insane in the membrane. Uh, wanting to snap while driving stuff like that uh okay yes and he says love the show well first do you scott i um i'll tell you what i remember the first time i ran trend was not a pleasant experience like it was i don't think there was like any decisive moment where things were like oh man that's you know bad that was right. my Halo experience, but and I think I told you guys that one. But yeah, you know what, man? Here's what I learned, and this isn't a funny story, but I learned that I do. I have a story I can tell you uh, about somebody else. But here's what I learned is that I just dove right in with a bunch of trend the first time, going off the message boards. It was a bad experience. Next time, I was like, you know, I'm going to try just a tiny, tiny bit of trend, and I slowly ramped it up to a standard dose and through that process i did okay with it and it didn't affect it doesn't affect my sleep last time i took it was for contest prep now i ran a little bit since then but it, you know it doesn't affect my sleep or anything now no, i'm just super chill on it still right uh, well what is your story the, the story you do have that wasn't you well okay so you don't say any names this time no full names with addresses like last time Those were- i i have told this story in the past it was a client i've had two scenarios that i've had clients that unbeknownst to me had anger issues that i didn't know about nobody told me about and they probably shouldn't have run trend but they wanted to run trend and they ran trend and like dude this one guy was just such a piece of work and <laughs> He, uh, it just, it was the worst, man. I remember, I remember sending him an update and telling him, uh, what was it? There was two instances that were just like over the top. One was, uh, I said, Hey, send pictures. We're probably going to do a cheat meal on Saturday or no Sunday. Okay. And he he sends the pictures and I say, Whoa, you know, you're actually really depleted. Let's bump that cheat meal up. Either have it today or tomorrow. And he said to me, and we're like, four weeks out, three weeks out from a show. And he wrote back, he said, you know what? I'm really, and he was a nice guy before this. He said, I'm really sick and tired of your bullshit. You told me Sunday and now you're telling me Saturday. (laughs) Make up your mind. Wow. Go and buy your pictures. Another time. Did you think think he was joking at first? Because I would think that if somebody said that to me, I would assume they were joking. I would like laugh out loud, send back to them. I I I know he's not joking, but I just feel like I would think he was because like, who the fuck would say that? All right. So what else? What was the other occasion? The other one, um, he, he had a a tooth abscess and this is 
couple week or two later now we're two weeks out from the show and uh he has to he has to go in and get a the doctor puts him says the doctor's putting him on an antibiotic and i can't remember i think it was amoxicillin um i had said uh hey you know we're getting really close to the show it might have been like 10 days out it's like we're getting really close to the show uh ask your doctor see if you can put you on amoxicillin because I knew that amoxicillin was going to be less likely to cause water retention issues than a lot of yeah. other uh, antibiotics. And he wrote me back and he said, you know, you're my coach. You're not my doctor. I will take my doctor's advice and use what he tells me to take. Cool. I didn't fire him. I didn't fire him. And you know why I didn't fire him? Because if I did, and I was a new coach at the time, if I had fired him, it would have given him the opportunity to complain and bitch and tell him that I tell everybody that I bailed on him at two weeks out. So we did right. have a talk and I told him, I was like, listen, we don't have to be friends. I got on the phone with him. And I was like, listen, we don't have to be friends, but I'm going to see you through this prep. You know, I'm going to check in when you're supposed to check in and we can leave it at that. And it was just from there. We, we did the prep. We parted ways. He actually, he came back after that and he was like, Hey man, you know, I really, you know, I, I wanted to let you know, man, that I, you know, I, I don't even think he said he apologized, but he was like, I was wondering, you know, would you work with me for my off season? And I was like, Hey man, you know, I'm really glad that you could recognize, you know, the issues mm-hmm. and stuff. And no, no, I'm not going to work with you. Get and, the fuck away from me. Swallow a knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get the fuck out. You know, what's funny about the abscessed tooth. So I had an abscessed tooth during a prep. Yeah. It was during um, it was during a prep for my my junior nationals the first year, yeah. And so I went to the doctor and you know the the dentist and he was like, okay, we can do this and this and he's like, but I'm gonna have to whatever he had to do, and he was like, but you know you're not gonna be able to eat for a couple hours. We're gonna have to do blah 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 blah. And I was like, what is the other option? He was like, there is no other option. I'm like, what happens if you pull the tooth out? And he was like, what? So can you just pull the tooth? And he was like, yeah, but. You don't have a tooth. We can just do this. And I was like, I'll buy a tooth later. Pull the tooth out. (laughs) And he looked at me like he was so confused. And so I was like, we're going to do this or what? And he's like, you want me to pull your tooth out? I'm like, yeah, I have to eat in like 45 minutes. (laughs) He was like, okay. So he pulled my tooth out. Fucking pulled that thing out, did what he had to do so it would stop bleeding, and yeah, I uh, I got it fixed about three months after the show. Did you did you get that next meal in? That's what's really important in this story. Of course I did. <laughs> I was so irritated that he was like, there was you know you know how when you get to the end of a show and you don't have time for anything, the bullshit. Yeah, anything, including the I'm bullshit. Like, yeah, wouldn't pulling the tooth out be faster today? Because in three months when I'm fat as shit. I'll deal with whatever has to be done. It's not a front tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yank this shit out. So, yeah, that was that. You couldn't uh, smile on stage at that, yeah. you know. Back to the question, though. Uh, very much just like you. I really believe that most, for the most part, drugs make you more of who you are. Yeah. When I was blasting, I knew I was growing. My training was off the charts. I was in the best mood all the time. Yeah, I know what like, you mean. I never, I, I mean, and you could ask anyone, a friend, someone I dated, anything, no one would ever say there was a time that they were like, ooh, when you took this, you were bad. But I will say the only thing I've ever done that caught me off guard was Halo. I didn't yeah. do anything, but I realized. Yeah, me too. Like, I was like, Oh, like I felt this urge to go off the fucking <laughs> chain for like over something that, yeah, would upset me anytime, but would never. I mean, my brain went to an elevation point. It was like, maybe I will kill this guy with his own bag yeah, and then yeah. hang him off the side of a fucking building. So everyone else knows, don't ever do that again. You know, what <laughs> I mean? it was so like off. The, and I remember thinking, I go, ooh, okay, Halo is a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and I, so I like I, I I when I'm explaining to people with my vast drug knowledge, 
I'm like, imagine taking a cheese grater to everything that matters on the inside of your body. Because I think that's what Halo's doing. Because I'm so angry on the outside that something. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that that's a two weaker. Yeah. But but I will also say, and this is something I tell clients that do have, if they know they're edgy. The moment I realized that, I reminded myself moving forward. Anytime something upset me, I'm like, am I mad or is it a drug? Yeah, you can control it. Put it to sleep immediately just by, you know, how mad should I be about this? Oh, probably not so much. Okay, fine. And I could just kick it down, you know, because you're edgy for sure. So if you ever take Halo and you're not edgy, it's fake. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) That's just a fact. I'm sorry. So, yeah, you know, I think I think trend because he was talking about trend. I think trend is in the mainstream now. I watched Mm. a gun YouTube channel the other day and they had they had this guy on who was like just a friend of theirs. And he was a bodybuilder and he was like joking around and he was like hitting this hitting this like um, this dummy that they were going to shoot and like acting like he was like roid raging out basically, you know, and and they said they said like, oh, they made a joke of it. They're like, oh, yeah, we have this make a wish foundation for bodybuilders. They said this is Tony or whatever his name was. And they're like he had one too many trend bologna sandwiches. These are like people who have nothing to do with bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, but they recognize. Yeah, they they knew trend. They knew the term, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I saw that, and I saw another guy who was just on like a podcast that had nothing to do with bodybuilding, and he was like, "Yeah, I tried trend," and he had a really good analogy. He said, "When you take trend, it's like once you're on it, you're the main character. That's what trend that does." That's a great, <laughs> that is a great analogy. Yeah, I liked that one. That's yeah. actually fantastic. And he was like a non-bodybuilder. It was just some like dude, you know, who tried it. He's like, yeah, trend is the main character drug. You take trend and instantly you're the main character. That, that's actually <laughs> like, I'm so glad you said that. Isn't it like, perfect? But no, I'm going to now from, from now on, I'm going to be like, okay. And then add three, 300 milligrams of main character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking great. Some people can that handle being so the main ag- character. Some people can't, I guess. And maybe that's why I never noticed trend because in my brain, I'm always the main character. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's not always my turn. My bad. I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh, that's good shit. All right. So where are we at? Where are we at with time here? That's all I had. That's all I had. All right, man. I think we successfully pulled off. Guys, girls, we're sorry Ron isn't here, but sometimes the best way for y'all to realize how important he is the glue and the spine to this whole thing. Yeah. We have to take him off the show. So you guys realize without him, we're kind of fucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said that quieter. So I hopefully don't lose money every time I say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Uh, and that's it. Scott, you are heading off. tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. To actually, England. it'll actually be Wednesday first thing, but I won't have time to edit. So yeah, tomorrow's like just all packing, packing all day, oh. all that. Awesome. Repping up well, boards. Keep us updated. Lots of pictures. Keep the Instagram flowing. I'll do my best. You know, so I can live. I haven't been over there for over two years. So, okay. You owe me. I don't know how that affects you, but you owe me. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, girls, everyone, thanks for listening again. And until next time, it's just bodybuilding. All right. Got it. Perfect, man. Awesome. Well, have a good trip and uh, enjoy. Yes, sir.